Today's episode is sponsored by Alone in the Dark. The highly anticipated new reimagination by Pieces Interactive and THQ Nordic. Play as Edward Carnby or Emily Hartwood to explore your environments, fight monsters, solve puzzles, and uncover the true secret of Dorsetto Manor. Our favorite heroes are brought to life by Hollywood stars Jodie Comer of Killing Eve and David Harbour of Stranger Things, who lend not only their voices, but their appearance and their formidable acting skills to the brave protagonists. Experience a deep psychological story that goes beyond the realms of the imaginable, all dreamed up by Mikhail Hedberg, cult horror writer of Soma and Amnesia. The team at Pieces Interactive is supported by monster designer and legendary Guillermo del Toro collaborator Guy Davis, as well as doom jazz legend Jason Conan, who provides his eerie and haunting melodies for the right atmosphere. Alone in the Dark is available March 20th on PS5, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Pre-order your copy now and escape into the dark. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your host, Prince, also known as Head Nights Long Zombie. We got Freddy. Always commit spoopy. Always and David's still not here. David is still figuring out other stuff that he needs to do. Hopefully, he'll be here for the next episode. I know we said that like two episodes ago, but hopefully, he'll be here on the next one. But we do miss you, David. It's been yeah. like three months. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Actually, David. this is all a ruse. We're just like making you anticipate his return to make you come back every single episode so you listen to our podcast. David's actually a robot that we haven't charged in like three months. <laughs> but we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different uh, horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So let the lights sit back and let the darkness help you. If you like that and you want extra horror content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. Now, kicking things off for our December month, also known as 22 and the Beyond. This month is going to be very different, everyone. I'm just going to warn you right now. And by very different, I mean format-wise. Now, since this is for the month of December, you know, we got families and shit. (laughs) 
Um, and I promised my wife personally that I am going to try to take a bit more of a break um, during these times and things like that because I'd be super busy. And last Christmas was a little bit of a shit show and I got a kid and things like that. So I was just like, you know what? She's right. I need to rest. Yes. I need to rest. So that's what we're kind of doing. We're resting in these episodes. And uh, what that means is that there's not going to be a scene by scene breakdown. We'll still be obviously talking about movies, but we're not going to be doing them scene by scene for the whole month of December. That's kind of going to be the standard for December from going forth, by by the way. So like this is going to be how the format's going to be during December. This is going to be our relaxing time to really kind of, you know, Kind of woosah a little bit. But um, in January, also should share that we're not going to be here. We're all going to take the whole month off of January because they deserve breaks. Except for David. David needs to work. Um, <laughs> he had, <laughs> he had a long enough voice. break. God damn it. Uh, but Freddie deserves a break. Um, so I'm giving everyone off, uh, everyone, including our um, our producer, a whole month off to where we can actually just spend time with our families be with uh, each other as well. Uh, we have a holiday um, dinner coming up as well that we're doing for the company. So we, you know, we got we got things to do and hang and hanging outs to to be hanging. <laughs> um, but we'll, with that being said, that does not mean that the show is going to stop while we are gone for our hiatus. You will be having episodes of Midnight Hour, which is our Patreon exclusive show, um, that is going to be available to you as well. Um, those are definitely kind of a, a quick cut type show, so. By all means, um, those are going to be what's going to fair, um, fill your airwaves for that little bit as we are gone. However, let's talk about some motherfucking movies. Now, kicking this month off, 22 and the beyond, we are doing all 2022 horror films that came out this year that have been critically talked about pretty much. So that's the films that we're doing. So while I'm talking Watcher with my friend Freddie here tonight. First and foremost, Freddie. Oh, shit. Before I do that, I need to shout out my patrons. But give me your thoughts first, actually, because I don't have it up yet. So, yes. We need to <laughs> shout out our patrons. All right. But um, first and foremost, Freddie, thoughts. So Watcher. Watcher is a movie I saw pretty early on this year. You saw it uh, at a festival, right? I, I, yeah, I don't remember which festival, but... I think you saw it at... Did you go to TIFF? Somewhat virtually. Okay, I, I think if, uh, you saw it at TIFF. I think this was this was a, a pretty big movie at, movie TIFF. at TIFF. Yeah. Well, I love this movie. This movie is really great. Yeah. It's a very slow burn, but Maybe at the same Tribeca. time... Maybe Tribeca. Sorry. Oh, you know what? I think it, I was, think it was Tribeca. Tribeca. I think it was Tribeca. I think it was Tribeca. Uh, but yeah, this movie is phenomenal. I think everything about it is so gorgeous, looks beautiful, great cinematography, great directing, phenomenal acting. Uh, she's one of my favorite actresses, and that's um, Micah, Micah Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. Uh, I think she's very talented. I think she's still up and coming a little bit, but she's from a great film called It Follows. You agree? It's a great film. Uh, it's a I agree. Film. She was great in it. Um, of course she's also the guest which is really cool that's my favorite fan of her have you seen her in villains have you seen that yet i have not seen her in villains oh dude watch villains villains man is you know villains is it's with bill skarsgård and her it's phenomenal i see right here she plays jules dad dude oh my god she's in honey boy she's in honey boy yep she's in honey boy 
but I think she's a phenomenal actress. Uh, I think she's a great protagonist. She's a great person to like follow and just really enjoy her presence on screen. Uh, but yeah, this movie is dark, gloomy. Um, it's haunting. The music is beautiful in this movie. I think the music in this movie is one of my favorite scores that came out of 2022 as well. Uh, I'm actually going to pull it up to see who actually did it. Um, but let me see here. I can't find it, but that's okay. It's all good. While you're looking for that, I'm going to give a sh- quick shout out to our patrons over Do on it. patreon.com slash nightlight underscore pod. Or no, excuse me. That's our Twitter. Nightlight pod. And that's night with a K. Shouting out. Kristen, which you just actually the you gave us a patron patronage today, so thank you. Holy shit, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yes, today, I literally today, and I'm like, Thanks I appreciate that. That I saw that earlier, and I was like, yo, shouts the fuck out to Kristen, um, Laura Bragalock. You you need to talk to me, Bragalock, because I need to make sure I'm saying that correctly. Spencer Legion Podcast, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric. Kelly, Brenna, Daniel, Cheyenne, Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as the Silent Knight, Scary Stuff Podcast, Samantha, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Jared, Jasmine, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so much for supporting the dream. Allowing us to honestly do this is a fucking dream come true. This is really crazy that you guys love listening to us talk about movies and shit. Um, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Very much appreciate that. Best. If you would also like your name shout out on the show, you can also um, have your name shout out on the show on either our $5 or $10 tier, which is our torch or lantern tier all over on our Patreon. So feel free to go ahead and join on, on those if you would also like your name shout out on the show. It's very much appreciated. You also get... Uh, this is at any tier, but you also get um, holiday cards, which I need yeah. to purchase soon <laughs> so I can send those out. But you get holiday cards as well from us. So that's also fun. But yeah, go ahead. Did you find it? Yes. Cool. Uh, so the composer for this movie is called Nathan Halpern. Um, strangely enough, this is a movie that you love. He also did music for Swallow. Fuck for yeah, he did. Yeah, that's, that's how I remember his name. Yeah, so uh, his music is phenomenal. I think this movie really drives in um, tone. That's what this movie yeah. really has to like hit the mark on the target, and it, and it it does it. I think it really nails it. I think it's a bullseye where everything works in this movie. Oh, and yeah. even though it's a slow burn, you're never turned off by it. You're never bored by it. You're constantly captivated by what's going on on screen, True. even though it's not much. It's enough where it's like, hey, this is very unsettling. This is very. Uh, discouraging for our uh, protagonist, and you just see her go through so much. Oh my so god, it's painstaking! And you just want to like jump on the screen, like save her and stuff like that. But you know what? She don't need no saving by anybody. She saves herself, and I, that's the beautiful thing about this movie too. Yeah, there was a few that, times though where where it's just like she. It was so many moments where she didn't have to do this, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, they're, like they're, she put herself someone... in some dangerous situations, which is yeah. Know? But but I would feel like that's not her fault. It, it it's I feel like it, it's, it's her so environment. Yeah, her environment. That Absolutely. was all the, her environment's fault of her being placed in these fucking dangerous ass situations. I mean, going to a foreign country to have to live there, and you know you're already at a disadvantage because you don't speak the language, right? And, and even that she does the due diligence of trying to of learn, trying to learn absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely which was dope you know that, that's that's awesome that she tried to learn and it helped her 
even. It helped her a little bit to, to start understanding a little bit more of what's kind of going on um, in her surroundings, which is great because yeah. she needed that. She needed to know what was happening in her surroundings a little bit more because, uh, yeah, it, this this film does also humble you quite a bit in being uh, like an immigrant, for example. Yeah. You know, this, it, I it love really that humbles the, you. The movie does not give captions to every time they speak a different language. Yes. And that's the same like feeling. It's like you're just on the ride with her. You're not understanding mm-hmm. what they're saying and you're in the same shoes, which makes it really engaging that aspect as well. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, it absolutely. It makes her a little bit more relatable as a character. Yeah, no. Unless it, you speak Norwegian, then you can... Uh, Romanian. Oh, sorry, Romanian. Yeah, but hear, yeah, he... Uh, what they're saying. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a film that was made for an audience in America. Right. right, because it allows an American person to feel that type of isolation and yeah. and coldness and distance um, that you may not get in America. You, you, I mean, you might. I know I do in certain situations, but like, it in a different country that someone speaks a different language. Like when I was in Spain, that was that was very difficult for me. Like I trying to order something and I'm trying my best to speak Spanish and then it will be in an area that it is in Spanish. It's Catan. And and I'm like, ah, what do I do? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, I don't speak that either. I I could try, but I have no idea. But, um, cause Catalan is like Spanish and French mixed together. I'm like, it's so hard for me to, I, I don't even think I'm saying that right. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. But overall, I love this movie. Um it is something that I feel like is really yeah, Catalan, that, that was the actual language, yes. Um so it, but it, it's something about this movie that really creeps up my skin and yeah. multiple situations that I feel like she's placed in have just sent chills down my spine. Yeah. But it it this movie's great. I really love this fucking movie. Like I think this movie is one of the best films to come out from 2020. I agree. I think the the storytelling it does a really great job of showing everyone's perspective. It shows her perspective, it shows the husband's perspective, it shows the watcher's perspective. Yeah. Um and that's a big thing about the movie being watcher, right? Everybody's watching everyone's each watching other. each other, yeah. And that's true in real life. Even yeah. I, I love to sit by the windows at a restaurant just to people watch. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just something I, I enjoy doing. I like and people watching. It's one of those things where as a viewer, you're the one that has to come up with like, hey, do I believe her or not? Because when they do come up with the story of him saying like, hey, I'm just watching people from my window. Yeah. You're the one that waved at me. That could be a reality. Yeah. That could be a very realistic take. And I think that's the thing that's very scary about this. It's like uh, he said, she said type of thing. And then like, who do you really believe? And as the viewer, you want to believe her because she's like the main character. Yeah. And at the same time, you should believe this person. You if should. she feels uncomfortable, even her significant other should back her up. And yeah. Even if it's not the case, find out. Yeah. That's the big thing. It's like the, the movie makes you really want to reach out and help this person. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's the thing that's very engaging. This is something that's uh, part of the slow burn is that although you're seeing it slowly happen, you still want to stop it immediately. And this movie has a great use of colors. And I was just going through some of the stills and 
It's gorgeous. Man, it's very like green, it's gray, gorgeous. gloomy. Uh, Chloe Kudo fucking and, understands. Yeah, and then when she's in that like red dress in the beginning too. Which, oh like, yeah, very, of, like, very, very vibrant. Violence, bloody, or like something bad's about to happen. There's some yellow use in there, some blues. Um, no, this is a beautiful film. It is. It it really, really is. And <clears throat> excuse me, much like uh, Seven, it reminded me of. As a in little tone bit. of like colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely could feel that. Chloe Chloe understands every aspect of what she was trying to achieve here. And I feel like I feel like she needs to be absolutely fucking applauded because um the amount of things that you know Chloe has done throughout her career hasn't been much, but it's right. she's really coming out swinging because she came out with with Watcher and then she also did a segment in VHS ninety four. Um what segment was hers? Um, let me check. I am not one hundred percent sure on that, but I believe hers was, or maybe it was ninety nine. I think it was VHS ninety nine that she did, not ninety four. Um, but she she's she's good. She's awesome oh, at what she, did Storm at what she does. Which one? Storm Drain. Storm Drain in ninety four. In ninety four. I, I thought that was. That I thought that was a. Uh, that was her. Yeah. Really. Under directed by uh, Chloe Okuno, uh, segment Storm Jane. That's the Hell Ratma one. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. Think oh that, yeah, no, that was her. You sure? Yeah. I thought I, that I was. I thought that was like Luca as... Lombardo or something. Lombardo. It shows her. I don't think that was her. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. She's very young. She's 19. Yeah, she's she's young. She's young. Wow. Um, she's super talented. Oh, very talented. Very talented. But I don't. I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. I don't know. I don't know if she directed that one or if she was just a part of it. But it puts her under directed <clears throat> for a credit order. Really? Yeah. I'm seeing it here. I had to look it up too, just in case. Written and directed by Levant Passa and Luca Lombrado. I don't. I don't see her. Uh, I got down on IMDb. I don't know. I don't know. This the. Uh, I mean, according to to this here, it also says Storm Drain as well. On the right hand side, and then on the actual thing, it doesn't say that. <laughs> so I don't fucking know. I, I assume she had to have done Storm Drain then. But either way, what it doesn't necessarily matter too too much because it is still fucking a great accomplishment to see her work just be fucking so gut wrenching. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> like, you know, if. She could do monsters, obviously, with Ratma, because uh, that was one of my favorite ones, um, as it was everyone else's. Everyone wanted a whole fucking movie of just Ratma. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Storm Drain, that's rad. That's fucking great. But, you know, this movie is just... I think this movie is pretty much perfect. Yeah, there's not anything it's in not, this movie It's not I too much wrong in this movie to me. Like, I, I think this movie, Watcher, is damn near a perfect film. Um, like just everything, even the choices that are made inside this movie, like I, I do find this to be it's justified. Yeah, for what uh, yeah. she has to do, I find this to be a, a perfect movie. Let's let's uh, go into a little bit more. Um, 
with a little bit of some stats here. Watcher, directed by Chloe uh, Chloe Akuno, released June 3rd of 2022, and this is actually before it hit Shudder, which it hit Shudder in the fall, I believe, or yeah. end of summer. Um, a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes with a budget of $5 million and a box wow. office of $2 million. Um, a rating of 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well deserved. Very well. Not more. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, I, I definitely think this could have had a little bit more to it as well. But, you know, we we opened up this, this movie with her enjoying the sights <laughs> a little bit right. inside of the taxi cab with her husband, Great Francis. Yeah. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And I, what I love about this, it's immediate on her eyes. Right. Yeah. So it's starting. She's already off, looking. She's and already watching. watching. To, exactly. Like, people around her. And it, and that's beautiful to me. Like I think that's really awesome. You know, we have we have these moments in this movie that I feel like are very sweet. Yeah. Right. Like in the in like easily this movie could be very much like played as a romantic comedy in the beginning or a romantic type of film. Right. Because where their set is. Fucking beautiful! Like, th- it, wherever they're driving in, like the way she's looking at the lights and staring at the lights, like it's well, beautiful. This movie really drives on the head. It's like everyone's watching each other, and you see that with the camera placement as well, yes. where all the shots is leaning like in the taxi cab mm-hmm. through the rearview mirror. Yeah, where the taxi driver is looking at her, and she's looking back at him. We even get it's just constantly watching. They are the watchers, right? And we we even get to that eventual point that they're almost watching us. Right. Right. Which is so fucking great. It's so great. But anyway, they pull up to their apartment, their new apartment, because Francis has to be here for a, for a job. Way. It is a beautiful apartment. God it's damn. it's crazy because it, it looks like it, it's definitely some type of financial gap here. Yeah, it's because like right across, across the street, street it seems seems like it's not that great of apartments <laughs> versus the one like, that they live in. She immediately stops and watches all through all the windows of the building and kind of like goes through it all. Right. Uh, even sees a person watching, staring her. down yeah. at her. Yeah, just a random lady. Right. Um, and then they 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 kind of go into the new apartment. They're greeted by their their landlord, um, who I have no idea what her name is, but. <laughs> uh, her character, uh, Mika Monroe's character name is Julia. Um, her husband is Francis. Um, and Francis plays, or is played by Carl Glusman, um, who looks familiar to me, but I have no idea where he's from. Yeah, I have no idea. No, I... But he does a good job in this movie, I think. He does. He plays he does a, fine. a dick very well. <laughs> it's funny, because like he he's, a, he's like an... A very subtle dick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like he's, you know, like he's not. He, he doesn't wants do anything. To help, and... At the same time, he's like, he, I'll gaslight you if, if need be. Y- yeah, um, but when they make it into their new apartment, he does care for her though. Oh yeah, no, yeah. he definitely does. Like it, it, it definitely it it seems intentional of the way he. He's more of the loves her approach of things. See, but that, that but that's a sticky that's a sticky situation there, right? right? Because like you, we, we say logical, right? And then when we say when we say that, the things that she was experiencing weren't illogical, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like it's he it, rather just believes the better part of it. Well, he he's he he's coming in a situation where he's trying to assume positive intent in every single person, right? No matter how it's making his significant other feel, and that. Uh, that you know, not every situation needs to be cost for that, right? I mean, if she's feeling a type of way, if she's feeling uncomfortable, okay, yeah, that 
makes total sense that you feel uncomfortable if someone's staring at you that you don't know who is looking at you. That's weird. So, yeah, of course, you know, that, that's going to be an uncomfortable situation for you. And you have these big-ass windows, which you can <laughs> no easily blinds, put a fucking curtain over. They have yeah. a curtain rod they right do. there. And they can easily fucking buy, go to Ikea, wherever the fuck is in Romania, and go go to your nearest curtain shop. Which I get think some maybe they do curtains. because there's curtains at some point. Do they have curtains? They have curtains later. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they're like, all right, let's curtain up a little bit. But it's funny. Their opening scene is pretty uh, intimate. Very. And... It's it's crazy it's, it's, shot. It's, it's happy. The camera and pulling back. I love this. You know, we get the whole shot of the apartment here. Where we we right now, what we're doing, everyone, we're watching the movie while we're talking about it. And you know, it's uh, you, you get this beautiful shot of this open open area that is inside of here as well, which is great. It's absolutely lovely. But they're having this beautiful conversation about them moving to this new place and trying to get all settled in and joking around and shit and then right. they 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 fuck you know yeah chris in the place a little bit um but we get our title shot in this scene of as we watch them outside of the window having sex with Where the lights on watch even us as the viewer right. we're the ones that are peeking in right we're now voyeurs right to now. something that's a uh, very intimate and something very personal yeah like, we shouldn't be watching this. Is this is a beautiful shot. This reminded me of the Candyman shot. I was just about to say that. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, the camera pulls back slowly away from the window, and you can just see the person getting murdered. But this is definitely on the opposite end of that. Yeah. Fucking um, hell, dude. Candyman? I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Candyman was great. It was great. That was a great fun. fucking movie. Just like this movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they're, like, legit getting it on fucking HBO Max porno style. <laughs> and, um... The, you know, while they're while they're getting it on, we we keep on moving back, and at the very 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 point where it's almost to the point where just all you're seeing is just bodies on top of bodies. Watcher pops nice up. Nice little cursive. It's pink. great. It's great. I love that. I love the cursive. I'm, I've always been a huge fan of that in horror cursive writing and pink letters and red letters and all that shit. That's always been fun. But when they're in their bed and they're chilling, mm-hmm. she wakes up. It's raining. It's, and it's very yellow. Beautiful. But yes, you are you're right. It's very yellow. It has it's this like yellow caution. tint, yellow glow to represent caution. Absolutely. Yeah. But in their fucking bedroom, y'all, they don't got curtains too. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Which okay, let's let's, you know, benefit of the doubt. They're moving to a new place. They haven't really fully gotten everything they need yet. I guess. So maybe moving in, they're like, all right, cool. Now we know we need to get curtains tomorrow. Well, it definitely seems idea. like seems like someone has been in the house to set shit up first or in the apartment sure. to set shit up first because they have furniture. Um, they don't like have sex on the floor. Like they have sex on a couch. Right. And it, what it looks like is that he was there first and then she flew in to move in with him. I can see that. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like he went to go pick her up from the uh, airplane and they didn't come on the plane together. Yeah. But, but in this point where when they are in her bedroom, she does notice the watcher for the first time. She notices him watching her from across the way as she kind of gets up to see who's in these other apartments that are across from them. And she spots the watcher looking down at her, which is eerie as fuck. Right. It's super eerie because he's like behind a curtain and you can kind of just see his he's silhouette. silhouette and that's it. Which is um, perfect because we don't know who he is. Right, and we we never truly know who he is. Like we don't know that's true. Yeah. Who, who what his deal is. Like we have He's just no known idea. As watcher. 
Right. Even he's known as story. Watcher. We don't have a backstory on him. As which taking care I, of his dad, which I love, and that's the thing yeah. we don't know if that's his dad. That's true. Like, but see, that's that's what I love the most about this movie is that we have these situations in this film that don't have to sugarcoat or or not sugarcoat have to spoon feed us Hmm. what the villain is and what the villain does right that's great i like that i like that 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 they don't have to do that but we also even get that beautiful image of her husband um taking the picture of her sleeping while she's sleeping because he was watching her sleep and it's just you know it's she calls it i was like oh you're you're a creep right yeah good luck whatever yeah um but she's while she's putting her clothes and stuff away she's learning how to speak romanian and learning the words i eat carrots where she's wearing blue which means calm and collected yeah feels comfortable yeah and if you notice that how she has all her clothes folded and things like that um and she also is in a very vulnerable looking state right because she she has her her um what is it called i guess a sleep shirt I don't know. Right. It's like, like it's like a, really a long, tall yeah, a tall t-shirt, but that's it, and, and socks. And then she kind of she kind of detours a little bit when she hears someone scream on the other side of her wall, and mm-hmm. uh, then there comes laughter afterwards. So she's right. like, oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, they're having they're having fun or whatever over there. Right. They're eating carrots. And she's uh, <laughs> up in their business a little bit too, so she's watching or right. hearing them, hearing them. Yeah, 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 using one of those senses at least. And that's the bigger thing about this movie. Everyone's in everyone's business. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Well, she has nothing else to fucking do because Francis is at work, so she decides to just go explore Romania while learning Romanian. Good for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, she's going out, hitting the town, grabbing a cup of coffee, chilling. Yes. I love <laughs> how she's ordering it too. It's like she's trying to practice. You can tell and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It's a cute moment. A nice little character development. Of yeah. Like, Hey, she's trying to like make this her home. Yes. And she's putting in the effort, which is fantastic. Yeah, she's really trying to be a citizen here. And again, she's kind of surrounded by like uh turquoise green, calm. She has her like navy jacket, uh wearing white, so everything's very peaceful and relaxed. So, yeah. Yeah. Like and said, even even the even the environment colors. as yeah. well. Um she's still wearing like that blue, mm-hmm. yellow flowers. Well, they're yellow roses, right? Roses, yeah. So, like, uh, let's check the significance of yellow roses. Um, and here we go. Yellow rose meaning Ooh, friendship. friendship. Yep, yep. So, it's a symbolism of friendship, happiness, spirituality, and jealousy. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, I could. I don't see the jealousy portion in this, but. I do see the friendship. I do see the happiness, and I do see, in some aspects, not spirituality, but, um that's maybe maybe jealousy a little bit because like she is just foreign to this country um but yeah, yeah that like could be a little be bit of a stretch the environment her new home essentially yeah uh, she's yeah she's working in herself in her new place right but buying herself flowers yellow roses yeah trying to make herself feel normal yeah as much as possible there and you know just trying to be one with these people but uh you know she goes back to her apartment and as she's trying to sleep at night she looks up she don't have curtains. That would have been the first fucking thing I would have bought. But she looks up, and while as she looks up, she spots the watcher just staring down at her again. So she turns over. Um, and it, I can't tell if Francis is next to her there, but I don't think so. I, I don't think he alone. is. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, that sucks. That he, his job fucking sounds like it just sucks. Yeah, like he has to it work really him to be late, gone for very long periods of time. Yeah, like like how lonely. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like especially like, in the new place, the new country. Nonetheless. Right, right. And she didn't even have a chance to really be with him. Right. Like he he had to leave her in the morning. Um, before she could before she could up. even get up. Yeah, but that, that that's a bummer. But you know, as things kind of move on, she's still exploring the city, which yep, is dope. now wearing red. Now wearing red. Um, um, surrounded by other red objects as well. Yeah, she gets things embarrassed that she hostile while yeah. she's in a building and some remaining guys yelling at her. Right. <laughs> so she this is where things become a little bit more unpleasant, a little bit uneasy. And she's trying to do her thing. She even sees a the Dracula. Figure. Yeah, yeah. So we we get the Which we get the Dracula. I find very significant. That's her boyfriend. It's literally Man. sucking the life out of her, and not believing her, and not taking her side. He's become the villain. Hmm. Hmm. I saw it as him just being cold. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just cold and and not distance. Not, yeah, very distant. Like, you know, and, and right, and keeping keeping his distance away his distance away from her beliefs because he. You know, he, her he tries, he tries to believe her, quote unquote. But I feel like he doesn't succeed because he he's trying to believe her in a way that is very. It doesn't. It feels forced. Yeah, he's trying to believe her in a very forced type of way, and that's uh, it's pretty shitty, if you ask me. But she continues her red pattern as she kind of goes home, and she notices that. The door to um, a neighbor's apartment is open. Uh, hers. Is it her door? It's her door. Oh, well, her door is open. And um, yeah, again, where she's wearing red, just a sense of danger, uneasiness. Yeah. Um, she's on. She's wearing way. a lot of red here, actually. Yeah. Uh, so this is where the sense of danger really kind of comes in. And she sees this random man watching her from her door frame. Yeah. Um, he's kind of blurred out the little bouquet effect. Right. Um, and it's just like, oh. Her, not tenant, um, her, her landlord. landlord I, I would assume, or the person who's in charge of the building is like, "Oh, we're just trying changing the light inside." Yes, and right. She's, she's like, just... All right, easy, and then she goes back inside and turns on the light. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, the uneasiness kind of goes away. Yeah, like, to, you know, lighten up the room a little bit again. It and the the room itself is a very light room, right? Like the right. walls are like a very limish green. Um, but which is her sanctuary? This where she oh, yeah. to like. Have her peace. Yeah, and as she as she back. should. Yeah, as she should. But she keeps her red theme going with um her red, red dress like it. and so the red wine. Yeah, very 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 nice touch here because of the fact that with the red wine we have this Vlad the Impaler um, on right. the table as well with uh, sucking blood. The wine looks like blood and a lot of characteristics of um, blood in this movie without being a gory film. Right. Yet. <laughs> Yet. As she's waiting for Francis to come home, it starts snowing in Romania, and uh, she turns off her light to go people watch again. Um, you know, watching around, watching around, spotting the fucking watcher, continuing to stare down at her. Uh, very, very eerie, very creepy. Lots of shots like this. Um, her husband finally comes in, Creeped out by her standing in the dark. She lets them know she's just people watching. <laughs> they they go out, you know, they go out and they're enjoying a nice little walk in the snow. She's all bundled up. 
as she should be. It looks cold as fuck. <laughs> but they come across a crime scene. Yeah. Now that this crime scene, it's not technically in their apartment. But like down in the alleyway. But like down, yeah, it. down the street from their apartment. As we learn later, and he asked one of the uh, onlookers, like, what, what's going on in Romanian? But everyone says, I'm not sure. She sees this one guy just all covered up. This poor dude. He got the blanket, you know, the, the incredible trope blanket. You got to <laughs> have that after you see something traumatic or experience something traumatic, and you got right. the ambulance there. You need a trope blanket. You know, that's just what you need. On? Put the blanket on. Invincible. In this moment, though, it makes so much more sense because it, it looks fucking cold there. Yeah. It looks cold as shit. Like, this dude looks like he's freezing. He needs a blanket. He needs a beanie. That's true. Like, he looks cold. Yeah. He looks cold. If that was you, you would have a beanie. I have a beanie. You have one right now. Yeah, That's true. Because it's cold out. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, beanie. Yeah. You got this, got a Kratos beard going on right now, too, mm-hmm. which is looking real real nice on you, by the way. I'm, uh, yeah. really inviting my hipster side to come out. I mean, it looks good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging the, the beard growing. Mm. Looks great. No, you can't see Freddie right now, but if you want to look at Freddie, go look at him on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I've been posting photos. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've yeah. been. You definitely have been. been. Looking good. But this fucking dude is just sitting there all bummed out, you know, which I, I can't blame him. He saw someone's fucking head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very traumatic. I cannot blame him for being like, oh. I'm thinking how watching the decapitation is a blanket, though. Sure. <laughs> very true. Well, when she goes home, she kind of like scrolls on the TV a little bit and she goes through and finds the news segment about it and she finds the dude she's like hey that's that dude francis walks in the door he has the most oddest fucking work schedule ever um and this looks like it's 10 o'clock in the morning and he comes back home right so he comes in gives her a kiss she wonders what they're saying and then i i don't know if he spares the details i think he does i think he understands what happens uh, because everyone is so intrigued by this whole entire like murders and stuff like that. This well, yeah, spider. It's a serial killer, right? And that they name very the intrigued spider. And they have to like talk about it, and they have and this like the the water tank coworker talk, right? Yeah, the small talk is that's all they really want to talk about. And I think he knows a lot about it, but doesn't want to like share it with her. Right. He keeps her in the dark about a lot of stuff. He does. I don't know why she didn't like Google this more though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I would have been I'm all sure over she this. She starts googling it. She does. does the she like detective section of like what movies do and stuff like that. Right. But, yeah. But it's, it's very interesting. Very very interesting. Um. But yeah, he kind of brushes it off like, like right. it was kind of nothing. But she's she freaked isolated. the fuck out. Yeah. And she feels so lonely in this moment, for sure. Like, this is the moment where I start seeing her spiral to feel that loneliness that Francis is not able to provide her right. uh, or provide fulfillment for her, right? Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's she reminds a, me of me. She's definitely an overthinker. You oh, can tell totally. Right after she saw the new segment, she's already thinking about the watcher that's, like, been watching her. Right. That's what she brings up to him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, later that evening, though, they set up to have like dinner with some of his coworkers, and mm-hmm. I like I like this moment to an extent here because like she looks over at him and stuff like that as he's speaking in Romanian and things like that, um, and she's smiling at him like you can tell that she loves him, right? right? And she's she's happy for him. She's right. happy that she he found to a his place. Country for him. Yeah, absolutely. They start speaking in English for a little bit though, just so she can be filled into the conversation. But they jump back off um, back into Romanian as they make fun of him for getting a word or something like mm-hmm. that. And he said that he's going to like torture his clients or some shit. Um, 
but in reality, he's only torturing his own significant other by not believing in her. <laughs> yeah. And then we get we we get we get the dude popping out the smokes, and this is where we get the backstory that that, that she doesn't smoke anymore. She, yeah, she's no longer um, a smoker, yeah. which I thought was an interesting characteristic to throw on her. I think that was just to kind of humanize her a little bit more. I think it's that in her trying her best to like make the best of every situation and stuff like that. Yeah, where she gets driven back into smoking after she has just once though. Um, that yeah. we see on screen. But that's the thing. It's like it, it was so traumatic or so, so nerve-wracking that yeah. she had to revert back to smoking so it's more of just like a character detail of like oh damn that was so impactful for her that she went back to smoking yeah for sure and you know i really like this moment here though because we do also get the uh hey we also saw the guy on the news and blah 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 See, people and, love talking about it yeah so this this is where we start kind of going in a little bit deeper as the um the guy mentions his friend, I don't know what his friend's mm-hmm. name is, but um, his friend, this is this is the only downfall of me not writing shit down because I don't know anyone's name, but uh, his <laughs> friend um, uh, mentions that she was killed. Right. And um, then they go back to speaking Romanian again, which takes Julia out of the conversation that they're all having. Right. Until... Including us. Including us. Right. Until Francis calls bullshit on something. And Julia wants to be filled in, as we do as well. And she says this amazing line here. Yeah. She says this amazing line, do I need to leave so the grown-ups can talk? And this is such a stabbing line to the point where it's just like, this is like, she's literally telling them like, y'all are fucking rude. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm the only person here who doesn't speak Romanian and like i've you you're you're intentionally making me feel left out right um and you're good for her yeah fuck yeah yeah seriously like you know like it, it is she's making, right it, she is it is making her feel so isolated with these group of people including her own husband yeah and you know her saying that line is fantastic i love her for saying that line because yeah don't be a fucking asshole man like fill me in on the conversation at least like interpret right if, if you guys want to talk romanian that's fine but interpret for me right you know fill me in on every little conversation right i want to be a part of this as well like i want to be a part of the conversation too and i don't want to be left out and right. it's and you know it's funny because you hear a lot of fucking assholes say things like oh well you're in this country you gotta speak english and all this whole bull- bullshit and you know that's the thing though it's such a fucking dis- disproportionate way of deleting someone. Yeah. Right? Like, they deleted her from the conversation after they went back to speak Romanian, after they piqued her interest by saying, oh, she died. Yeah. And then it's just like, he starts fucking explaining how she died and how she was movie, killed. They use that as a vice to, like, keep her out of the loop to make fun of her as well. And she right. catches on and... Yeah, this is just like a this is a great setup for what comes later in the movie too. It's yeah, like her character development of learning the language, and as we see that prior, so like every little thing that happens in the movie plays a major role later on, which is so great too. Like everything comes full circle. Yeah, it's really like, great. Cool, like her listening to her AirPods or uh, the translations, mm-hmm. learning the language, you feel it come back, yeah. which is great. Well, that guy's girlfriend tells her what happened, mentioning that it says that. Uh, her head, her head was cut off. Mm-hmm. Then they they bring up another incident of the spider 
that a few months prior, there was another girl in her apartment whose throat was slit so badly that she was almost decapitated. Right. Um, which, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I That reminds me of that story of that guy who did that to that girl inside of his car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Inside yeah. Carlos. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was in San Carlos, but no, you're talking about the beheading. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, I thought that you, that's what no, you're no, not that. That was fucked up too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. In front of her kids. Yeah. Oh my God. But no, it was this guy who like, who killed this girl who was like, I guess it, he wanted her to be his, his girlfriend or some shit. And he posted on like Discord and some Discord chat. Oh my god! Yeah, it was fucking disgusting. I didn't see it. Thank God. I don't. I don't plan on seeing that shit. Um, I, I like my horror to just be fake. I don't need the real shit. You know, it's enough of that. Um, but yeah, she. He, this is where she finds the official moniker of this killer being the spider, which is fucking mm. cool. It's a great name. That's a great name for a villain. I don't understand it though. Uh, I feel. Like catching spiders them in, decapitate their flies. Uh, females do. There you go. Yeah, female spiders um, do. Black widows do. Um, but more so, praying mantises do that. They decapitate the, the guys. But most female insects are like badass as fuck. <laughs> like bees, they just fucking oh, fuck God, the no. boys up. It's great. I wish I never Googled search. What did you search? Uh, I put spiders decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right um, yeah, yeah that a lot of spiders are yeah vicious as shit yeah well anyway she feels oh completely left out of the conversation to the point where she's like fuck this i'm just gonna take out the trash then she dips to just take out the trash which i can't blame her for feeling left out right yeah but this is where she kind of meets um arena arena yeah yeah she's cool she's great her. She's great. She sees she sees Irina kind of flirting with ki- flirting and kissing this time. dude, um, and Irina kind of spots her and she's like speaking to her in, in Romanian, ask her a question in Romanian. Catches her watching. Yep, again, catches her, her watching. watching someone, and then she you know she a scusi, and she you know she kind of scoots on by scusi, yeah. and uh, she realizes like oh yeah yeah no, I know who you are. You're not from here. You're my neighbor. They have that quick chat. Right. Oh, your English is great and. She blah, shares blah. a little bit about yeah. her going to the United it's States cool and all the shit. We see her in a blue coat too, again, calm, friendly, yeah. welcoming, cool. Yeah, and and not Julia, um, Irina. We see Irina in that blue coat, right? Yeah, Irina's um, so but she welcomes her to the apartment. Says yeah. like, "Hey, if I make too much noise, just knock on my door or a wall." Maybe. Right. Yeah, which is great. It's yeah. awesome that you nice know little... they, that she has a friend now. Yes. Right. Um, but. Next day, she starts walking down the street a little bit, and she finds the newspaper article about Anna. And Anna was the one who was the murder victim, and she starts kind of Google searching a little bit inside of that cafe that allows her to practice her scusi, her uh, Romanian. <laughs> um, but she's when she finds this, she finds all the victims at this point, all the victims connected, one survivor. And she watches this video of the survivor of and explaining it, explaining what happened, him putting a pillowcase over her, her head so he could so she couldn't see his face. He held a knife to her throat and then he pressed it down and started slicing her throat, her thinking to the point that she was going to die because she could feel it in her skin. But when he stopped and sat next to her, he just watched her. Her assuming that it felt like hours of her being there in this situation as he watches her life deplete. But it doesn't work because he 
he didn't kill her. She escaped. But she never really truly saw his face. Now. That plays another thing. He likes to watch them die. Right. Now, she's paranoid as shit at this point. She's walking down the the sidewalk, and she hears someone kind of speeding up their footsteps. She looks back. This dude was walking way too fast. Just like the other movie we were talking about. What are you in a hurry for? Fresh. Yes, just like Fresh. You know, random guys walking Random dude walking fast as shit behind this this poor girl, or poor woman, excuse me. Um, But he walks across the street, and this catches her attention, that charade, the Aubrey Hepburn movie charade is playing at the cinema. Um, Gotta and, check it out. And at this point, I feel like she's just craving to have English. At this point, like she's craving to have some type right. of or uh, something to do, something to like ease her mind, get her mind off things. Yeah, you know what movies do that? And right. That yeah, and, and I love that. I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think mm-hmm. her having an English film, a film that's True. in English for her, will allow her to ease her mind a little bit, and you know, a sense of home. Yeah, exactly. A sense, a sense of home, and even then. She doesn't watch the film. She, she watches, watches other people. people. One guy's yawning. Another guy is kissing this other, uh, or this couple's kissing. One chick's eating a fucking chicken wing, and then she catches the eye of some guy who's like mean mugging her tub. Right. She turns back around to watch the film, but as she eats popcorn and Aubrey Hepburn screams, there's a person that comes in and sits behind her. Very creepily. Very creepily. In an almost empty theater as well. Yeah, the theater's damn near empty, and he sits literally right behind her. And it is the Watcher. Like, we can see the details here of him, even though he's behind us and things like that. We can see that. He leans in to sniff her her and breathe on her neck. Fucking hell. But we have this great stuff going on here because we have these... um, the words from the movie of like Aubrey Hepburn's character saying, be careful. Right. We have her say that in this moment. And then she gets up her fight or flight um, mechanism kicks in. She gets the fuck up and she dips, goes to the grocery store. And as she's going to the grocery store, she wants to buy a pack of smokes. But as soon as she denies those pack of smokes, we see the watcher come in right behind her, picking up a basket. Right. Fucking amazing. And I love this because we see this person coming here, but he is completely blurred the fuck out. You know what's really crazy that I just noticed now that I didn't notice before? That's the same That's the same bag. bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The same bag. He hmm. bought his groceries to use the same bag on her for later. That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, like this dude was meticulous as shit in how he wanted to antagonize hmm. this woman. So she goes like, buy fruits and shit right right <laughs> or try to she like picks out oranges and, like, oh, oh, oh. and then she notices the fucking guy it's like no this is, this is the same silhouette that i know from across the street for fucking sure and he does this weird thing where he was staring at her and then he doesn't then he comes next to her but down the aisle right they kind of lock eyes that in the movie theater we see his shoes we do see or his shoes she sees his shoes right so that validates like that's the same dude yeah because at this point we haven't seen his face until the very end of the movie but we can now notice that that's the same guy from the cinema right and that's the 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 danger part of everything yeah burn gorman is just a scary fucking person yes he is like which is which sucks i'm sure he's a very very kind person in real life but but burn gorman plays perfectly on just being a very 
interesting villain. <laughs> right. Or a nerdy scientist. Or a nerdy scientist. Uh, Even then, room. he's still kind of <laughs> creepy when he plays a nerdy scientist. But yeah. uh, he's, he just, he, he's good at playing a creepy person. But she starts freaking the fuck out in this moment. Right. Searching for him, but at the same time not wanting to be in his vicinity. To the point where she finds him, she gets startled, and knocks over a jar, jar of pickles. pickles and yeah, that pickles catches his attention. Pickles are disgusting. You're correct. Yes. They they belong on the ground. Um, <laughs> but she hides behind the that like door, the I guess the employee back door or whatever. He comes over, intentionally breaks the rest of the glass that's on the ground. Yeah, he steps on it. I'm like, like what? Fucking asshole. But she hides, and then she looks back up, and he fucking spots her. Ooh, I love it. So this is a big green door that she hides behind. Yeah. An example of color green in film. Green gives a sense of hope. Mm, okay. Beautiful. Color color is great. You know what I'm saying? Color theory is so fucking cool to me. Yeah, it means also like good uh, good luck. Um, yeah. Yeah. As well, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, later on. Self-awareness she, as well. She, oh, self-awareness too. That's actually that's really big. Yeah, that, that's a huge one. Later on though, she dips out. She leaves asking the worker for the back door, but she has dinner and she tells her, her husband what happened. She men- Julia mentions that like, hey, I was in the movie theater. This guy followed me into the grocery store. It was fucking weird. And like, he seems concerned. He's like, followed you. But at the same time, it's just like, it, it still feels like he's just trying to be a macho man. He's like, I'll protect you and all this whole other stuff. But yeah, got your big strong man to protect you or whatever, and she chuckles at that. But uh, the part that makes this interesting is that they have this moment that's kind of cute, and they're about to kiss, or they do kiss, but he's his hands around her neck, right? And it that made freaks her, her the fuck out because of all the things that's been happening to other women around their neck, mm-hmm. about the decapitations. Yeah, and then one thing that that we didn't point out here, as as like scenes go on and on and on, like there's certain scenes that. She covers her neck up. Mm. Like right now, she's in a turtleneck. Right. Um, so it's 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 very interesting. It's always in the back of her mind. It's something that's constantly right. haunting her right now. Right. And not every single scene does this, right? But she, when she leaves, she's still in her turtleneck. Um, and they, they go back to the grocery store to, to go view the tapes. And she finds them on the tapes. But Francis doesn't find it to be val- valuable enough for them to be like, oh, this guy is... Right, like, Definitely following you, honey, maybe or he's something. Just staring at the person who's staring back at him. Right. That's what. Like, that's the line that he no. mentions, and and I could. I just felt the on-screen frustration. Right. And like, it's like, why would I drag you all the way down here to look at video footage if it wasn't like right. something else yeah. than just that? Right. And it, it it's it, it, it's it's too much. Um. But she can't. She she can't get this guy out of her fucking head because in bed she even stares at the photo that she took of it. Because she takes a photo of the of the, the guy. Uh, CCTV footage, and she yeah. and she like kind of in bed zooms in on it, and in the morning she's like, you can tell it, it's fucking off. You can cut the tension in that room with a goddamn knife, <laughs> but like she's, he makes her some toast and jam, asking her if she's gonna be okay, and uh, I'm like, mm, mm. take the day off. Yeah. Be with your wife. Be with your wife. Like, are you gonna be okay? Like, if you have to ask that, right? Then take it's take not, the day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like you just take the day off. Like, so he's like, ah, I'm gonna be home late. I yeah, exactly. He was like, yeah, I have a, like, yeah, a, I have a, I have a dinner 
that I have a client dinner that I have to go to and I'm going to be late tonight. I'm just like, okay. And when he means late, like this motherfucker means late, late, dude. Like this dude, like is legit coming home late as shit. So she's eating her butterless toast with jam only. And uh, (laughs) I have a problem with that. Um, And damn, dude, how long did he toast his goddamn toast for? She, she, She like rips it like it is a piece of meat. Look at this. Oh, yeah, it takes her a little bit. It's like it's a, it's a the steak of bread. But um, yeah. And she's people watching again. She's people watching. But more specifically, she's not really people watching per se. She is watching the area of where people come into this apartment. Right. Right. Trying to see in. if she spots him to right. kind of get her clarification of like, he. this is the guy who lives across the street. Right. Like they're the same like, person. Right. Um, she needs to, to be validated to make sure she's not going crazy. Yeah, but this is where where you are correct. She has curtains this time, right? Yes, they're white curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, purity, purity. Uh, she goes to sleep and she wakes back up, and it's, it seems like it's midday at this point. And she kind of like eats some stuff out of the fridge, drinks some water, and then she calls her husband to ask what time is he coming home. And it's right. late at this point, and wondering when he'll be back. Dude doesn't fucking know. She just wants him back. Right. So, but she hears some knocking. She hears a knocking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And she's while she's people watching, right? Or she's trying to look up in that area, but right. but the light's off this time, and she doesn't see anyone. But she hears the knocking. Nice little tense scene. Very knockings from like further away coming closer and closer to her mm-hmm. until it's really at her door. Right. And then that's when she realizes it's one of her neighbors. Yep. So that's right. She Who moves towards the cat. door. Doesn't do, she looks through the peephole and it's her neighbor speaking in remote in Romanian and like, but, like, but like frantically yeah, speaking yeah. in Romanian, right? Like even if she was like, like very fast, very very fast. Quick, and she's like very flustered. And Julia's like, I don't know what I'm you're trying to say right now. <laughs> but Arena comes, or I, I, gosh, I always say Arena, but I think it's Irina, 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 Irina. Yeah. Um, but Irina comes and she translates quickly her cat, her cat Elvis. It's been missing. Yeah. Um, and the neighbor just gives up, just like walks away, and they yeah. start laughing about it. <laughs> yeah, Eleonora is her name. Her neighbor, Eleonora. Um, but Irina is uh you know they start chatting a little bit she lets her know um that like oh my husband usually does the translations and she's like right. oh it's like 10 o'clock where is, is he, he a stripper <laughs> <laughs> but she offers her a drink she which brings cool. her inside which is great it, it's awesome and and you can tell this is the first time right. like she's like genuinely fucking happy besides yeah. the first time she came there and to if be you look at her husband. neighbor she's wearing blue again also inviting very friendly very calm blue and uh, uh, very very low cut, right? Very yeah. low cut dressed to, to let her know she's comfortable. Yeah, like everywhere she fucking goes, she's comfortable. 
you know and she has this great line later where she's just like i'm so used to people just watching me so i don't know who that guy is yeah um which i think she was totally a decoy for sure like i think she was just used to get to julia i think so yeah like i don't i don't he was she was not a target for sure i mean maybe at the very beginning i thought that he was watching her apartment not her apartment her neighbor's apartment I don't know, man. I and think that she just fell into like watching him, and then he found out that, that I thought uh, Irina was for sure his victim first. I think Irina could have possibly been his first victim because he does he does technically get a job at the place that she right. works, right? I think he was hunting her first. Yeah, and then two birds. He had to like, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. He had to move. Like, all right, you watched me. Yeah, now I have to get you too. Because he does. He does have that great line in the in the uh, su- the subway where he's just like. Like, oh, no, you you waved at me. I thought you just wanted to say hello. And like, I think that's when like he she really came became on his radar. But prior to that, I mean, he does follow her. Right. right? Like he he genuinely does follow her. So like, I think he had both of them, to be honest. Like, I just think think they both were on his radar. Yeah. Um, Totally agree. He was just like, all right, cool. I'm just going to get you both out of the way then. Which if you if you ask me, pretty sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, he, as a sloppy. serial killer, I guess he knows what he's doing, but at the same time, he doesn't do really great at it. Because he does like a lot of messy stuff. Like he almost gets caught several times. A fuck ton and of And he has yeah. like he doesn't give a fuck. He like yeah. you want to scream, whatever, fuck it, do whatever. Yeah. In in the in their he's apartment. He's not careful too. about what he does. Yeah, no. In their apartment too. Yeah. But they, they she while they're chatting and shit and they're having a very very nice conversation. She gets a bang on her door, angry bang on her door, uh, from her ex boyfriend or whatever. Right. Um. But she mentions that he bought her a gun, and this is where we get that classifications that oh she has a fucking gun and she tells her to open up the drawer because she wants her to prove it. Yeah. And uh, she finds it. Finds she finds the gun inside that drawer, and uh, you know. That this that comes said, in like, handy um, later. This movie's really good at setting the stage of what comes later in the film. Yeah. Like everything matters. Her For bringing sure. the language comes back in the conversation that they have at the party later on. Her bringing up the gun. Now she knows where the location of the gun is, which becomes a crucial moment towards the end of the film. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's like planted early on, and it's really cool to see because that just shows strong writing in right. the material that we're watching. Absolutely. Even though she goes home and she's drunk, her she's husband's still not there. <laughs> She just flops on the couch. Yep. Just flops on down, chills on the couch or whatever. She should have gotten blackout curtains instead of just regular (laughs) sheer curtains, but whatever. Neither nor here nor there. Uh, But this is where she takes the moment to fucking wave at him. You know? And he doesn't wave back immediately, and then he waves back. And that solidifies it. He (laughs) sees her. But then... Francis comes in, right? And uh, he, like, calls out to her, and he's, like, kind of surprised that she's just standing in the fucking dark or whatever. Um, But, yeah, he comes home. She's all tired. He's tired. Everyone's fucking tired. But she shares (laughs) the situation that, like, this fucking dude creeps me the fuck out because I'm I'm in here smoking a cigarette right now. And that's how nervous she is now. Right. After her like calm of being out with her friend, having a drink, she comes back to the torment. Torment. Exactly. And she mentions that she waved at him, right? She he tells him back. that, and he waved back at her. And he's like, oh, hell no, you waved at my girl? That's when he yeah, comes he, to action a little bit. He gets bit. up, and he's like, what like, the fuck? 
and he looks back and he flips him off and uh because like he's like which one is which one is the window and then he flips him off at the window and it's just like okay okay Mm -hmm. so they call she wants to call the police so she so they do they call the police they make a statement and this police officer is is a fucking asshole but here's the here's the thing we have this moment here right where every interaction she's been in has been mainly toward other men. Right. Right. So it, 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 she gets questioned for everything she says. Right. It's like, oh. Irina makes her feel safe. Right. Right. She she makes her feel safe. Invalidated. She makes her feel validated. Exactly. Yes. Um, like, I mean, she was mentioning the thing about protection and so on and so forth. Um, because at the end of the day, I don't understand why people in this fucking movie, the men in this fucking movie are, well, I do understand, but like the men in this movie are acting like there is nothing going on two blocks away from them. Someone was fucking killed by a serial killer two blocks away from you. Right. (laughs) Like, come on, you, you, you should understand that your wife and this guy chooses fucking women. Like you should understand that your wife is should is definitely understandably upset and has every right to be but this cop's a dick and he's just like did you see his face and she's like i think i did um and he was like well i can't go off of i think so we're gonna have to come over there and i'm gonna need you to identify him she doesn't want to go she doesn't think that's a good idea so francis volunteers to go with her um and kind of report back he goes she asks she texts him like what happened he's about to text back but he doesn't instead he comes back inside the house and he doesn't believe her at all. He wants her like, to believe him, claiming that he's just a guy who lives in the fucking neighborhood and it's not a crazy thing that he shops at the same place that she possibly shops at. Um, mm. But she's offended, rightfully. Right. Because he's talking to her like she's a fucking child and she she expresses that. Going into her room Good for her. to cry and sigh out of pure frustration and being scared. She wants to fucking leave and I cannot blame her. Like, and it, 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 this fucking idiot doesn't even understand. Like, he's just like, like, what, like, leave what? Like, you want to pack your bags and leave or you want to go to a hotel? Like, you're telling me you want to go back to New York? Yes, motherfucker. I want to go back to New York. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to be in Romania anymore. I'm done. I want to go to New York City. Where I understand that the da- I understand what kind of danger I'm in. Yeah, because New York City is also pizza. fucking dangerous. <laughs> That's a dangerous ass subway. I don't give a fuck what it was. I love but, subway though. Um, I've only been in New York once, so I don't. I, don't, I can't really talk too much about. Did you get it. Prince Street Pizza? Who Prince Street Pizza? I, I don't know. I've been when I was a mm. kid. Um, maybe you need to. I don't know. I it's you your know. Name. Huh? It's your name. It is my name, but that don't mean they give me free pizza. Maybe. They might. If you show your ID, maybe. Look, I'm Prince. Where's my pizza? <laughs> my pizza. <laughs> um, but hey. Like, that'll be $10. <laughs> yeah, that'll be $10, please. Fuck your pizza. This um, is $5. Yeah, for you, $10 now. The place I want to go to is this dude named Sally Slices. Oh, I want to yes. go to that fucking dude. The best. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I want him, man. I want, I want that pizza. Like, you you, you want a corner or, or you want a on the side? I'm like, bruh, uh, both. Corner. Just give me whatever you need. Yeah, like, so do, do the thing. <laughs> do, do the thing. Do the thing. Do the fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, or the, the Aki way for whatever that. I will never eat there. That dude no? is selling heart attacks. 
Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks never, good. It doesn't, dude. I don't. Don't, I don't forget want the no. beverage. Never, never, never. <laughs> don't forget oh, the man. bev. Never, never, never. Obviously, we watch too much TikTok. Fuck. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, watcher. We are the watchers. Fuck. We are the watchers. This is and well, that's the thing. Everyone is the watcher. Yeah, everyone is the watcher. But they have this argument. He's claiming it's a bad night and shit, and he's just not understanding. He's not. He's not he empathizing no at yep. at all with her. And she's just like, "I'm fucking done with this conversation. I'm done with you. There's nothing wrong anymore. I'm gonna go take a shower. Go to fucking bed. Like sleep <laughs> on the goddamn couch." In the morning, he sets up, you know, he he stands at the door and, and calls out to her to let her know that he's heading out and shit while she's in the shower. She doesn't answer him. She doesn't answer him. Fuck yeah. She just stares at him through the he curtains. <laughs> but here's the thing that's very weird for me. The curtains are slightly drawn and the bathroom door's open while she's taking a shower. Hmm. Like, they could see you. Right. So she she leaves later and now she's like covered the fuck up, right? Like right. she's in her comfy layers, clothes. She got uh, layers very on. Very gray, very dark colors, just like the environment that she's in. Yep. Everything's a lot Sweats. more gloomy. Just sets the tone By her, her smoke. Very sad and isolated. Um yeah, it looks cold as shit. Her hair's there. a little more disheveled now. Yeah. Um whatever she she's wearing does less. not look like it's warm enough to for this weather though. Right. But anyway, she gets all like you know, like detective she mm-hmm. sees our watcher walking like a fucking person who looks like he enjoys to drink milk. Um a hot summer day. Yeah. God. He's he's very creepy. He walks very creepily. But at the same time, here's the thing. Can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, you're right. right? He probably drinks two percent milk. He probably does. He probably does. Um but Nah, he looks like a whole milk drinker. Holy but like <laughs> he does, dude. <laughs> Nothing wrong with drinking milk. It's just nah, a, it's <laughs> it's fucking funny. Um, uh, but she follows him. Why? She's doing a very dangerous thing in this moment, yeah, right? She, she wants to validate that he's a dangerous person. Yes. So she's doing the the thing to make sure, like, I'm yes. not crazy and I will prove it. But the thing that I love here is like mo- mainly all the billboards that she's starting to pass up and things like that are all views of people's eyes looking out. Right. Right. Staring directly out at us. But she follows him and follows him. He stops for like a second to have a, a fucking glass of milk and some breakfast. And she watches him from a steel gate. She looks so creepy good. as shit here. I know, but it's such a great it's shot. It's such a great shot. Such a great shot. Beautiful. Dude finishes up. He has the bag Which from the grocery store. In that bag. Not yet. No. Not yet. Because we see what's we see um her we see her later, but that bag is one hundred percent used on her for sure. So she continues following him as he leaves and goes inside this super sketchy fucking building. Yeah, she decides to go. She decides to go inside. Why? It's scary. Spooky. You know what I'm saying? But she finds out that oh, there's a there's a there's stairway. A yeah. And then she meets the bouncer to this indoor club, asking him if he speaks English. He tells her yes, and he jokes with her that it's a museum. And what kind of light is there in the? Oh, it's all red, baby. It's red. Dangerous. It's red. But she very quickly asked him, like, can I go inside? He's yeah. like, yeah, why not? Go for it. So she goes inside, and it turns out that it's a secret strip club Yeah, here. Um, and 
shaking the asses, shaking the boobies, the whole nine. But she sees him. Right. She sees him in the back of a closet. Of a closet as a janitor. Filled with red light. Yes, but also holding a red red mop. mop, Yeah. But it, you know, it's a lot, lots of red and blues in this movie because it's a red mop inside of a blue bucket, which to me sounds like disrupt calmness. Right. And I, I love this. I love this. A lot of characteristics with colorism here, and um, or not colorism, excuse me, uh, color theory um, here. But he slightly looks back at her, feeling that someone's watching him. She dips out into this dude's personal booth, and he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just like, uh, like, what? What if? What if my dick was out? You know, <laughs> like he's so uncomfortable right now." But uh, her attention's brought back to the uh, thing when um, Irina knocks on the window and is like, Julia, what the fuck? What are you doing here? <laughs> and she tells she tells Irina that she followed him. And uh, her husband thinks that she's overreacting or whatever. But um, she lets her know that he's been watching her since they moved in. And wondering if she knows him, she's claiming that he's a cleaner there. But she lets her know that, like, I don't know. People come in and out all the time. All have dumb expressions on their faces. They all blend together. And um, she was curious if she has noticed anyone watching her in her apartment, but she hasn't because she's so used to having eyes on her, she assumes. So even now, Irina doesn't seem like that she is sounding paranoid. She very much is just like, I did not experience these things that you're experiencing, but whatever you're experiencing might be valid. But I hope that it's not valid. Right. And I, I love like, that she says safe that. Than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she says that. She's like, I hope not. Like, I hope you're wrong. Like, I hope I hope you don't have to find out if you're being paranoid or not. Right. And you know, I hopefully that you live it's a, more validation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I hopefully you live a life of uncertainty. That that's the only thing. And she uses a very dark, mm-hmm. you know, st- uh, point of view. It's like, hey, yeah. it's better than getting raped and strangled. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. And dying with the words, I told you so, on your lips. Which is great because we kind of have Almost this, have that. This, or have that, yeah. We have that at the end. She doesn't physically say that, but she looks at him like, I fucking told you so. Right. And like he has this horror like, shit, you told me so. And like, it was all apologies on his face. Right. Right. Like he was he was just completely apologetic. Um, That was just written on his face. But anyway, she got to go back to work and shit. So we go back home. She makes sure that she's locked up in her room with a chair this time. And I was very curious on how Francis was going to get in. Um, <laughs> but she watches a YouTube video, goes to lie down and has a fucking nightmare of being having a pillowcase put on her head and being punched in the mouth very violently Violently. (laughs) oh my god um and she's like bleeding through the through the uh pillowcase reminds me of smile Hmm. yeah that was uh that was kind of brutal but she wakes up and then she hears screaming right Right. and she hears screaming inside of um irena's apartment she hears a thud and then she hears a faint scream um and that is enough for her to be like nope something's going on in there that is not normal so she gets the flashes of her nightmare and she goes to her wall to get a better listen and then boom we get the scream and then when we get this scream she's fucking 
frantic. She is banging on the door and she is, um, you know, trying to get everyone's attention to open up this fucking door, trying to get her landlord to open up the door. She's banging on it. Bang, 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 trying her best to get in there, knowing that she heard yelling. And finally, the landlord goes in, bursts through the door. But see, here's the thing. The mistake here. If she didn't go in so hot, she probably would have caught him. Yeah, true. She probably would have caught him. So I I assume in this moment that um, Irina is did not necessarily die right now, but unconscious or something. Yes, I think she was she was strangled. Right. Um. To to get to become unconscious, because uh, there's no blood. Nothing yet. Right. No blood yet. And we know later that I want to know how Elvis got in there. I don't. Yeah, I'm curious too. He's like very curious. Cat, come here. Come here. Yeah, because they find they find Eleanor's cat and shit. Yeah, and and Uh, claim that the cat is the one that broke the lamp. Go back. uh, Right when she stares at the closet. Uh, I think it's back one more. Yeah, right here. So she stares at the closet. She looks at the closet. The closet door moves. It does move. And she yeah. looks at it. It slightly it's moves. It's so close. Yeah, it slightly moves back like it's closing. It. And, you know, everyone is just like, oh, my cat. <laughs> Found oh, my this. cat. <laughs> uh, but, scusi. But, yeah, so, but later on, we, you know, she comes across uh, her landlord and her husband yelling. Oh, yeah. Um, the landlord is like, Yo, I don't want any troubled tenants. It's not why you're here. And uh, she understands. She's like, I get that. And I know this sounds fucking crazy because I'm not having much luck in proving this stuff. But this is what's going on. And Francis is like, yeah, but you moved here with me. (laughs) I'm like, gaslighter. Bruh. Because like he's he apologizes that he's been working so much, and she becomes the victim every time they have a conversation. Yes, there it is. Yes, he's the one who just like he, like he's like I, I blame myself. Yada yada yada. And I'm I'm sorry that I work so like, much. Everything's his fault. It's I'm the victim. Blah yeah. blah blah. It's not the fact that you're not himself. here. That's not that's not the problem. The problem is that you don't believe me. Right. You're not supporting me. Right. Doesn't I don't give a fuck if you're here or not. Like, you know, do your job. And that's pretty much what she was like. It's your job. Like, do your job. Like, and the problem is just like, you're not hearing me. This dude has watched me twice while you're sitting and sleeping right next to me. So, like, that obviously doesn't matter. <laughs> like, whether you're here or not doesn't matter. But she starts making phone calls. She's trying to find um, Irina, right? Like, she's yeah. trying to find him. And one of her boy toys, Christian, comes up, knocks on her door. They call her phone. They hear her phone. And, um, she asked him to do her a favor by going to the other apartment complex. Going to the other apartment complex, and it's crazy because this dude does in this quick second he does more for her than her own fucking husband has. Right. Uh, <laughs> but he goes to this dude's apartment, threatens him as she shares like what's been kind of going on, and uh, he threatens him. Gets a phone call, tells her like, "Hey, let me know if if uh, Irina shows up or whatever." Right. And she comes up to the door. Right. When he leaves, she stays. Yeah. She stays. And then when she stays, she's about to walk away. But then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me let me give it a shot. 
Knocks on the door. An old man answers the door. He's like, yeah, 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 scusi. Uh, but <laughs> I didn't want to answer before with all the screaming and knocking. You lightly to knock. I want to come to the door. Uh, so she apologizes, dips the fuck out. But as soon as she comes to the elevator, she sees, lo and behold, the watcher, the watcher, in the dark, the on the stairs, staring back up at her, just as in surprise as she is of him. It's a great POV shot too. It's beautiful. Looking through the elevator. Yes. It's great. And she sees him and he's just standing there. Like he looks crazy. In yellow, she's wearing green. Her Mm. hair's yellow. (laughs) She gets in the elevator and calmly though, calmly gets in the elevator looking up as he goes toward the elevator to look down at her holding the same grocery bag. Now at this point, I do think her head is in there. Hmm. <laughs> that, I think that, he's coming from the apartment, her apartment. Yeah, I think so too. I think they like literally swap places. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but she goes back home, puts on some lipstick, just to have the fucking cops knock on the door with the watcher over here. Like his name's Mister Weber, I guess, claiming that just she's been harassing him. Oh my god, that's great, Mister Weber, the spider. Yep. I just put two and two together. Yep. You son of a bitch. Mr. Weber, the spider. There you go. Uh, So we got Uh, Mr. Weber here, also known as the Watcher. How did they not believe her? Also known as the spider. Um, And with Mr. Weber, he is like not really saying anything to her, but the the cops doing all the talking is just like, hey, I guess if we both agree that this is a misunderstanding, we'll go about our night. Nothing necessarily do here. We'll just go on with our lives. And the fucking dude extends his hand towards her. She takes it, and he doesn't shake it. And this is like the most intense handshake ever, because uh, everyone's like staring firmly. at her, like, "What's your move?" And then he grabs her hand firmly to the point where the coloration in her hand leaves when he lets go of her hand with like a lifeless it's stare. Too. Her, his handprint stays on her hand. Mm-hmm. That's how hard he was fucking holding her hand. And his hand is a little purple and red. Yeah, And he stares down at... Down, he never looks at her during this moment. Not yeah. once. He does not look at her in this moment. But she watches him for the whole time. I fucking love it. She dips out. She's like, fuck this shit. Still, this dude's weird. And, <laughs> like, they claim... Or uh, he comes back in, or not not he, but uh, Francis comes into the room claiming that they caught the spider. This is our f- official red herring. This is our only red herring. And it's claimed to be the guy that she saw in the news. Right. Mm. This uh, dude who also looks like, you know. Uh, kind of creepy. Kind Right. Yeah, he looks like a little creepy as well. But once again, can't judge a book by its cover, right? Right. But well, I mean, he was in prison. He also raped people. What? They they say that he's been in prison before. Yes, he also because people. he raped. Yeah, he yeah, raped someone. He was the perfect person to blame, though. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So um, that whole thing of him being this person, but it doesn't relax her. Right. It She's her still weary about uh, Mr. Weber. Still very weary. She goes to this 
party that her husband has to go to or whatever. And they're just, you know, she's chilling by herself, grabs some champagne, heads over to his colleagues just for this she's dude. She's been drinking. Oh, yeah, she's been drinking. Yeah. She's been drinking for sure. But just for her to, for them to exclude her again from the conversation. But she catches but on. But she time. catches on because, because in the conversation, they are talking about the, 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 spider, the spider and how her the killings. Could have been in and they're right. making fun of her and essentially. Yeah. And, and they then, claim it's gossip and all this other yeah. shit as she asks him. She he says something, Francis does, and he and she she looks at him like, What did you just say? Right. And he was he like, No, oh, it's nothing, blah, blah, blah. But she caught what he said and she repeats it to yeah, where the spider can keep me company. Or something right. Like she was like, she was like, Did you say something like like can the spider at least the spider keeps me company as he tries to claim that it was just a stupid joke or whatever? Um, asking other people. But no one's sharing it with her. Right. Because they feel guilty because they know that she knows a little bit now. Exactly. And she says, at least I have the spider too. And Francis's face fucking drops. She's learning language, bitch. Yes. And his face drops. And she just comes full circle of her learning the language, the prior dinner scene. Yeah. It's like now I can understand a little bit. She's way past I eat carrots. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> way past i eat carrots but she leaves throws the fucking champagne I on the guy ah uh, that was horrible that you know she didn't have to do that but <laughs> yeah she did i mean the, no, she could have broke hers like Fair. but yeah. like the, the poor waiter that dude's like scrambling to pick all this shit like oh shit excuse me but yeah <laughs> But like Fran- Francis goes to chase after her, telling her to stop, and she's like, "Fuck you, what?" And like, they have their little brief argument, and he and he, he extends again. I can't. Yes, do this he was no like, more. "I can't do this anymore, Julia." Do man. what, man? Believe me. And wow, she has the hardest tears in the world. When her tears fall, like, yeah. look how much it like drips, drips on her, her shirt. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "Damn, wowzers." Um, but yeah, she's got heavy tears. He dips back to the party. He doesn't even console her. No. Back with her. He doesn't even her help her get her jacket from coat check. Like, he goes back to the party. People are still doing their party. This thing is bathed in fucking yellow. Mm-hmm. And she tries to hell a taxi, but she can't. So she takes the subway. And hiding in the subway is the watcher. And she knows it. Right. She feels like she's being she watched. She feels like she's being watched. And then she, she calms herself down until she enters the subway train. She notices a guy just talking to himself, some homeless guy talking to himself, right? And as he's talking to himself, he is, um, he catches her attention or whatever, but she doesn't make much of it. But then we see that he's she sees. As uh, something's announced on the PA announcement, on the PA, she sees the watcher, Mr. Weber, sitting lonely over there. Now, she got a few options, right? One, she can get up. She does. Wait for the door to open up. But the PA system announces again, I'm assuming they're going to be stopped on the railway. Or two, she can go down to a different car to where other people are, because there are other people down there as well. Right? 
in this day and age, obviously, there being other people has not stopped anyone before. People, fuck, yeah, like, that's true. It's crazy. So, PA system goes on. She has no other choice, and she's like, "Fuck it." She sits across from him, and they have a conversation. He tells her about what the cause of the delay is and they have to signal the problem for the repairs because there was an animal that was hit on the tracks and they have to remove the animal carcass. And yeah. So as they're talking about removing this animal and chasing this animal down or whatever, um, he claims that he doesn't control the trains. She's like, why are you following me? And he's like, you can't. Uh, I don't control the trains. Like that's right. He's just there for like, hey, I'm just trying to go home too. Right. Because she asked, she asked him like, like you said, like as she's crying, why is he following her? Right. And then that's when he responds, I don't control the trains. And this moment, he shares this monologue of him explaining, which makes sense to an extent. It's like, hey, I work for my father or whatever. Uh, I know it's a weird habit, but I like to look at people. You're the first person I looked back, and then you waved. Yeah, it's like okay, that could be the scenario. As weird as he is, that could be a justified solution. Obviously, we know better. We believe our protagonist because of course. we're better than her fucking ex. I mean, we or know we're we're also we also know yeah. that we're watching a horror film, right? That's like, so. Too. Like, like we know that. Like, okay, yeah, no, this guy isn't what he says he is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. But as you said, he te- he tells her that I spend all day with my father. He's very sick. His story fits the storyline. So sometimes I go to the window and I watch people. And she was the first person to, to wave back. Um, so, yeah. It's like, okay. Claiming that no one really noticed him before except for her. And then he uses this kind of gross line. He says, uh, you've really become a sad old man now, I thought. And then he uses this line, dreaming up a pretty girl who's finally looking back at him. Hmm. So, yeah. Then she waved. And he waved back. He thought she was just trying to say hello, and he was confused when her husband came to her door with the police officer. And um, then he didn't understand. He didn't understand what he did. Monologue. It's so good. This is the most tense scene I've seen this year, I would say. Oh, yeah. This monologue's this whole, this wild. The subway scene is incredibly well done. And yeah. Crafted, well done. Right. Uh, Acting-wise, too. Because this time, he's the one staring at her, and she's not staring at him. She's right. looking at his back. She's looking at his grocery bag the whole time, as he says, and you and why you kept following me, um, claiming on her. And he said, I wondered if you were just trying to be embarrassed um, or if you were trying to scare him, like scare him. But and he even mentions the man coming to her door or coming to his door. And as we move closer, as he's talking, we see that there is a head inside of his grocery bag. Which we could probably come to realize that it's probably Irina's head. So, yeah. Anyway, he finishes up his monologue that's creepy as shit, staring directly into her fucking eyes as he wants an apology. And she whispers, I'm sorry. And she's fucking terrified. She's so great. She is terrified in this moment. And they're just sitting across from each other. What a huge, impactful scene. Yes. She finally gets out of the car and the doors close. Mm -hmm. 
And he stays on. But he watches her the entire fucking time. As she watches him go yeah. away. So, we dip back to her apartment. She's packing up her bags, but she hears something in Irina's, in Irina's room. That's something being music. Music is playing, so she goes to check on Irina, um, calling out to her. Her door's open. So she opens the door further. And then as she goes inside, she spots Arena sitting in the fucking kitchen, decapitated. Fucking hell. What the crazy reveal. Fucking hell. Absolutely decapitated. And this is crazy as shit. Oh, my God. The, the same back. I don't know how they did it. Thrown, it, looks great too. it looks awesome. Same back thrown over her, over her head. He knocks her out with some type of blunt object. And as she wakes up, he tells her not to hyperventilate. Or she'll pass out again. Because he only put a few holes into the bag. Right. And we get the POV of inside the bag. So we are Yes, her. we are her. Looking at the watcher. Looking at the, the, the silhouette of and the watcher. Really cool through yellow. Through yellow. Mind you. Um, and he, she's about to scream. Because she hears Francis, right? At this point? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. She just screams. She just screams. Yeah, she screams help. That's right. That's right. right. And it's um, cool that she's wearing like all white right now. Right. As well. Yes. And he runs up to her, puts the knife to her neck. And um, then he finally, as he's talking to her and he was like, he, he tells her that like, oh, I thought you were going to for sure see me because I was hiding inside the fucking closet. Right. How awkward. Irina screamed. So, you know, wait, I had to hide. And how awkward would, would that have been if, if, if you would have done that? Fucking hell. So he takes off the plastic, and when he when he does take it off, he's staring inside the camera looking at us. He says hello. And he says hello. Fucking hell. But we switch back to where it's now us looking at her with the knife on her neck. We hear footsteps come into her, her apartment. Francis calls out to Julia, and she's about to call out to him, and she gets sliced in the throat. Right on the side. What is that, the juggler? Probably close to it, yeah. Sliced right across. Blood is pouring out of her. Pouring. Fucking pouring. Francis goes into the room, notices the suitcase and shit as she tries to crawl away, blood soaking her back. And she tries crawling and crawling and crawling. And she then falls to the ground because she she's when she's crawling towards she's crawling towards the coffee table right right which we know as the viewer has the the gun right and uh, she's crawling towards that coffee table falls to the ground and this sick fuck knows that she's not creepy. dead yet he gets on the ground with her holds her hand and lays there and lays there to her. watch her stare Touch at her die. yeah. So they could fucking so he can watch the the life deplete. One thing I like too here is that it makes an upside down heart mm. as well, and like he just stares at her as her life seemingly looks like it's depleting, and blood is just pouring out from her neck. And her main character is dead. Da -da -da. So he goes. He notices that there's a little girl across from from him Always staring at him. Yes. And he he looks up at her and then he decides like, "Oh shit, let me get clean the fuck up and get the fuck out of here." So he gets he gets Some all cleaned it. up. Francis finds finds something to be weird. So he's like, "No, nah, fuck this. I'm gonna call her." 
He calls her. Her phone rings from inside the room. And there's her phone on the coffee table, actually, right there. Um, but her phone rings from inside the other room. He notices it. And he goes over towards... There you go. He leaves out of his door. And he spots the fucking watcher. Mr. Weber. Mr. fucking Weber. Mr. Weber zips up his coat like a badass, like... Like, yeah. Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, I just fucking killed your wife, dude. Or did I? Because this motherfucker gets shot in the back as he, but it it looked like Francis was about to approach him. And Mm -hmm. I I guarantee Francis would have got fucking killed right here. Because, like, hey! And then, bow! Shot. Dude's all stumbling and shit. Like he got shot in the fucking leg. And then, he turns around. Bam! Double tap. Double tap his ass, shot in the one in the chest and one in the stomach. And this dude is crippled at this point. Falling to the floor. Crippling death. And I love the fucking welcome mat here. Welcome, goodbye on the mat. I love that. As he left. Fucking glorious. Then we get our protagonist. All bloody. All bloody around the neck. With the gun. Staring at him this time as his life depletes out. Then she walks out with Francis all teary-eyed and shit, bloods on his face. <laughs> and he looks at his he's wife. Yeah. And he's just like, the man was too stunned to he's speak. Like, I fucked up. And and she gives the face like, I fucking told you so. Like and she credits. This is great. Then credits. Beautiful film. Amazing. This Not movie's that fucking she amazing. Survived. What? Do you think she survives? I hope so. I you know, I like too. to think she did. I like to think she After did. the credits, the end scene is uh, she falls over, dies. <laughs> that would be horrible. Uh, but that's a great fucking movie. I got a few movie facts for us here. Some movie facts. <gasps> the original screenplay depicted the events to be set in Brooklyn, New York. Huh. Hmm. Julia goes to see Charade at the cinema. This is the same movie that Jay also played in, um, played by uh, Micah Moreau, goes to see with Greg at the beginning of It Follows. Oh, great movies. The serial killer, the spider, was simply known as a headhunter in the script. The headhunter. That's cool. The original script by Zach Ford was featured on Hollywood's uh, 2016 Blacklist, an annual list of unproduced most liked uh, spec uh, scripts. Ford wrote the script under the the synonym Carl Young. Hmm. Michael Moreau has a major phobia about knives. This is a film about a serial killer who is uh, decapitating women with the use of a knife towards the end of the film. The killer puts the knife to Julia's throat. The character she portrays threatened to cut cut it, um, cut her if she screams. Wow. Interesting. Part true fear. Wild. Great Wild. movie. This is a great fucking movie. This is a fantastic movie, and I would definitely love to keep this conversation going for sure because um, this movie's great. And I do, I do want to know, like, genuinely, like, what people think about this movie. And I want to keep this conversation going. You know, you can, we can either have this conversation on Discord, which seems like it might be the best place to have these conversations now because uh, Twitter is inevitable. It feels like. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But or you can head over to our Twitter if you want to at Nightlight underscore Pod. That's night with a K. Um, but the next film that we are going to be covering on this list is Smile. Now I definitely am looking forward to this rewatching this film. 
Um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, definitely a rough film for sure, but yeah. This was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your host, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Hopefully this didn't throw you off too much. It feels like it was kind of the same, just a little bit more freeformed. True. Um, but, uh, long, shit, I lost my spot, sorry. Ah, I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. A long time ago, we had Freddy. Always coming at Spoopy. Always and forever, also known as Nighty Knight. With your help, we can... You, we, ah, oh my god. No, 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 no. Words tonight. Uh, with your help, you can help us reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider giving us five stars because it honestly does help us out of time. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget... Good night.